0: And um, yeah, thank you everyone. Let's start with that, thank you everyone. Um, It's been uh, about a bit over a year now since we've joined Hope and we have been thoroughly, and I can say this, we're thoroughly welcomed by all of you. It's been amazing um, to to join Hope um, and to join this, it seems as it is, a growing family. (laughs) Um, We are blessed to be here and uh, we are hopefully able to share the blessings that you have in return from God back to you Um, so I'm going to actually pray as well myself uh, to start because it is on Christ our foundation um, and so I am relying on him um, for this this time so let's let's just bow our heads again Uh, Father God we thank you so much uh, for your goodness uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ we thank you for this time again where we're able to get into your word um, and encourage each other and build each other up and to again try to understand more of more clearly the the great hope that we have through uh, what you have imparted to us through your death and resurrection and through uh, your Holy Spirit working in our lives uh, help us we pray as we um, grow and again seek you first in our lives your kingdom your righteousness amen move this, this is Very close in my face. <clears throat> all right, I'm going to start um, with uh, just a couple of slides here, just to, to bring us um, to a point of understanding as we, before we come into Galatians chapter five, uh, Philippians one three to six, uh, just to help us again draw our thoughts into where, we're, where we should be individually before God. I thank my God every time. I remember you in all my prayers for. All of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership our partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion unto the day of Jesus Christ we come here with confidence that Christ is working in and through us we come here with confidence knowing that Jesus Christ has done what we what we need Um, And we stand together in partnership in the gospel to encourage each other, to build each other up and to be there to walk this walk together. I love this verse. This one was a verse that was uh, prayed over me uh, when I was baptised and I'm carrying this one with me through my life. Uh, The second one. Okay, got a bit of a do-do-do moment here with that picture. Um, A few rockets being launched. Um, Are we awake? The point of this is are we awake? Are we looking around? Are we interpreting the signs and the times? What's happening? Are we awake? Are we ready for what God is doing at this time? I was encouraged by one, one gentleman and he said we have been born into the greatest era in all of history to witness during this time. I thought yeah that's that's a pretty profound sort of an understanding but, that you have been born and created for this time for this season for this generation that's an it's a huge encouragement um, but also brings great humility it's, that we require to be able to do it in a way that brings God the absolute glory um, but we also know that we aren't this is not an easy path that we tread uh, we have an enemy push my buttons, there we go, Uh, we have an enemy Um, and Satan's working and unfortunately um, he also wants to trip us up as we go, all right, so in our awakeness be aware of what's happening around us, Um, Satan wants to sift each one of us, Satan wants to try and get in there and and twist us and, and try and upset the apple cart so to speak. Um, cause us to stumble and cause us to stray from the truth that's that's what he's doing that's his plan Um, but God's got a greater plan Um, and I'm just wondering at this time as a teacher I use this next slide in my classrooms actually Um, just an understanding a simple philosophy where are we now where are you right now in your in your faith in your walk with Jesus in your relationships with the people around you where are you right now where have you come from? Where have you come from? How did you get to the here and the now? You can reflect on that and there's good things and there's challenges that we overcome but the the next part is well where do we want to be? Where do we want to be? Okay so where are we now? Where have we come from? Where do we want to be? Just keep that simple process flowing through our self-reflections Uh, flowing through our thoughts when we come to the Bible, when we come to scripture, when we come to seeking to grow um, in in Christ. Where have we come from? Where do we want to be? Um, How did we get here? What did we overcome? Because when we're looking at the future, when we're looking at this afternoon or tomorrow or next week, the lessons we learned from the past hopefully are going to be helpful for the future. Okay, we've learned something, we've grown, we've matured, we've become Stronger, we've, we've understood the gospel more clearly. So, those lessons that we learnt should be there and should be available for us for the future. We should have learnt something, hopefully, in our life, in our walk with Christ, that's going to help us in the future. And that's true for all walks of, all, all parts of our life. Uh, so, I put up here these arrows, yep, all that. Um, so I, I generally put in geography or whatever it is that I'm doing in the classroom in there So I've changed it up for today. So in your spiritual life, your relationships, whatever, the day-to-day finances, your business could could put anything in that box in there. So the same process, the same philosophical understanding Where are we? Where do we want to be? How did we get here? And what lessons have we learnt that are going to help us for the future? Okay, a little bit more about uh, my teacher mind and, and understanding um, is, is just going to share this with you, I love this, this app on my phone, I've got it on my phone, it's called the Blue Letter Bible, uh, worth getting into the Blue Letter Bible, it helps you with parallels, it helps you with the Greek and the Hebrew, helps you understand more of the nuances that happen through the Scriptures and understanding what, well, as best we can, um, the original contexts and everything as well. So I just want to plug that uh, because I'm all about giving tools for people, uh, in their walk, in their, in their studies, their own, their own um, understandings uh, to grow. Uh, be like the Bereans, dig into, dig into the Word of God. And this is a great one, it's a very simple app to use um, and I use this one regularly. Um, you might see me on my phone in church, I generally I'm just double checking understandings on this Blue Letter Bible app um, as we're studying. So this is helpful, it's just a tool that I'm going to throw out there to help you as well. Um, before, and so that's, that's there, and now let's start to head into Galatians. Okay. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5. Thank you, Glennis, for reading that for us. Um, this morning, as I was just preparing for this, I've just come across a little, another epiphany of how Galatians is structured, this, these 15 verses, and you know how you write an essay. You've got an introduction, you've got argument 1, 2, 3, and a conclusion. Paul follows that perfectly in these 15 verses. I just came across that so my slideshow doesn't marry that up if I was to go home I'll change it and i would put that in now but I just I came across that and so as we go through this hopefully I'll be able to adjust what I've prepared and help us to see um, just this little introduction um, the the different arguments and the reminder the conclusions that Paul um, is pointing us back to the truth. Okay As I prayed at the beginning we all rely on Jesus chapter 1 of Galatians again reminder where have we come from how did we get to chapter 5 we came through chapter 1 2 3 and 4 chapter 1 our faith and our relationship with Jesus is based on revelation it is only through God revealing through his spirit to us the truth so it's based on revelation I find it funny in John John chapter 1 and two, where the disciples they go to their their brother and they say, "Oh, we have found the Messiah." I think it's funny. Well, actually, did they find the Messiah, or did the Messiah find them? They, we have found. And I find that I find that it's it's amusing. I find because it it, it speaks to our humanity, um, it speaks to our our appreciation of where we are and where we are going, as opposed to what God is doing and what God is directing in our lives so I'd like to, to bring us back to the idea of revelation our, our relationship with Jesus is a gift that God gives and it's through what he's doing that we have come to this point in our life and so we need that continual revelation going forward knowing what Jesus is is doing his, through his spirit and so this is this idea here is is the backbone of Galatians The revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ is the backbone of what Galatians is teaching it's not by our works it's not by our own we have found the Messiah but it's based on his grace he allowed us to find the Messiah and so it's this understanding that's the backbone of Galatians that Christ is revealing himself God is revealing himself through Christ to us and so Again, one last hurrah before we actually get into the verses. Where does our salvation lie? Another self-reflection. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Where does it actually lie? What is that, that key aspect of our salvation? What is it? Do you have that summarised clearly in your own mind? Is your mind going, oh, I'm not sure. What if I do this? What if I do that? Oh, is that true? What that person said on the weekend? Oh, is that really what God said okay so understanding this question is going to be paramount for our confidence and joy to be full where does our salvation lie that's um, an important understanding and so like I said revelation is going to be the importance it's not what I'm saying but it's what God is um, speaking what God is revealing through his word it's what Jesus through His Spirit, is revealing to us. And so I'm, I'm sharing words, but it is these words that I'm sharing are pointing you to Jesus and to His Spirit, to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to what He has done. Whatever I share, hopefully, is pointing everybody here to Jesus. There were people who came to Jesus and they said, what shall we do that we would work the works of God And he said, this is the work of God that you believe. So God is working in your life to bring you to belief and to help you to walk in that belief. That's God's work. We can't do that. It's an impossible thing for us to do. But it is God working in us and through us. Okay, so let's go. Galatians. It is freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again By a yoke of slavery. Here's the introduction. Here's the power pack message that Paul introduces in chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. I'm going to start with that. Stand firm with the Blue Letter Bible, with that cross-referencing that I was trying to um, intimate to before, stand firm. There should be ideas popping into your mind about other parts of Scripture where we're told and encouraged to stand firm and after you've done everything to stand, to continue standing. The armour of God, the armour of God. Okay because again there is an enemy and we're here to stand firm. Stand firm. But in that standing, I would also like to encourage you that we've got our belief to hold it loosely because sometimes our beliefs and our understandings, and this is what Paul is trying to unpack with the Galatians, theres sometimes our beliefs and understandings may not be accurate. Sometimes we believe something and it has been, we have adopted something extra our beliefs have been twisted by something so I would say hold your belief and the emphasis is on your hold your belief loosely because when the truth comes you don't want to be holding your belief so tightly that the truth comes and if your belief does not line up to the truth that you're not then willing to receive the truth so hold your truth loosely and be ready to receive the truth and then when you receive the truth hold that tightly Let go of your belief and hold the truth tightly. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God. Lean on his understanding. Hold his understanding tightly. And our understandings, we say, okay, Lord, please allow my understanding to align to yours, to the truth. Hold the truth tightly, but be ready to adjust if there is something that may have crept in. And that's what Paul is is correcting here in the Galatians. There is the truth and then there's something that's trying to creep its way in. Okay? We've got to hold on to the truth. But if you're getting swayed by what's happening around, then be ready and able to accept correction and um, pointing back to the, the truth. And so that's where we've got this, this uh, comparison between freedom and the yoke. These two words here, freedom and yoke. So the yoke being a burden. Yes, Christ parallels to his yoke being light. But here, just a, his yoke is freedom, whereas the yoke of slavery is not, not free. So we've got this contrast happening between what is freedom and what is the yoke. And I'll talk a bit about that later. And so then we've got Christ. Oh, my button, I've got to push this thing. Christ, Jesus. The gospel. Two parts to the gospel, keep it simple. God demonstrates his love for us. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. That is the gospel, part one. Part two is the fact or the ability for us then to believe and receive that. John 1.12 those who believe and receive there's a two-part aspect so you can believe the devils believe okay but we've got to receive it's got to be activated within us through the holy spirit that revelation the lights come on there is a time in my life where I could say definitely no Jesus there and then there was a night that I can recall in my remembrance where life was born in me and the lights came on and boy that was a good day yeah I sang a gospel song for the first time in true worship up until then I was singing songs but then there was that one night that the gospel came to life in me Jesus Christ God's righteousness revealed And so we have the gospel, and that's good. And then we have our understanding, which we need to make sure is good. Okay, so our position in Christ. I love this little picture, this analogy, this allegory, whatever you want to call it. Okay, the person standing up on top is the believer. Um, this, the waves down below, that's our life before Christ. Uh, the cliff itself let's say that's the law there is no way for that little person who is in the waves to be able to climb that cliff there is absolutely no way if you are being pommeled by those waves give yourself two three minutes you're going to be exhausted you're not going to then be able to climb the cliff when the waves just keep coming in that's that's i think this is a pretty good a pretty good description so what's our position in christ understanding the gospel and now once we've received the Spirit once we have received Christ what's now our position in the gospel and again Galatians talks about somebody who is or has been standing on top of the cliff for some funny reason decides to start climbing down why would you do that why would you start climbing down and start trying to solve out the issue solve the issue of the law When you're set free from sin and the pommeling of the waves. Why would you want to try and climb down that cliff? No, get away from the cliff. Get away from it. Get away from the area where the splash zone is. So the devil's lies, they come and when we're on top of the cliff, they come and splash us. We get wet sometimes. Our understandings get perturbed. But ultimately, it's not going to wash us off the cliff. But if we're trying to climb the cliff, that's when the waves are going to do the damage. That's when the waves are going to wash us back in. So at times there might be beliefs that come along and you'd say infect our understanding. But they're not at that point strong enough to wash us back off the cliff. We are in Christ and we have been given the gift of eternal life. It's eternal. It is not temporary. It is not for one day and then the next day it's not it is eternal life when you first believe when you first receive Christ it's eternal it's not temporary make sure that's clear in your mind okay so back to that um, first there There was one other um, word that was um, highlighted that was the word anyone remember we had yoke and freedom Christ stand firm and one other two-letter word us 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 I think this is a good picture to for us to try and understand us living stones being built together and sometimes the enemy breaches the wall sometimes the enemy comes along and breaches the wall and we hear and this is what Paul again is doing in Galatians, is rebuilding that wall is rebuilding that breach making sure that we're here and we're understanding very clearly that we're here to support each other and yes there might be times where somebody or some thought or some belief comes along and again persuades us otherwise but the whole idea is for the body of Christ for us as believers to be here to support each other to build each other up to equip I love these different translations use the perfecting perfecting is from the the more literal King James, and then I went through and I got all the other verbs from all the other translations that I could find, and, and these are the words they use. So we're for the perfecting of the saints, for the equipping of the saints, to train the saints, uh, to adjust, to couple. That was a bit of an interesting one to try and unpack in my mind. Uh, to prepare, uh, to learn, to repair. I love that that word, to repair. The idea we're here to build each other, to repair and to heal, to help each other and to qualify. So that's the introduction that Paul gives. And then he comes out with argument number one, punch. Mark my words, behold. Mark my words. I, Paul, we're remembering remembering who Paul was and who, who he was, Saul and Paul, Damascus journey. He's, of all Christians, I think he was the most qualified to be able to come and correct this issue in in Galatians. He well understood where he stood in Christ. Not by his own works, but by God's grace. Not by his own things that he could do, but Christ found him. He didn't find Christ, he was persecuting Christ. Christ found him. And so he comes and he's got this this explanation about circumcision and if you decide to go backwards as in you try and fulfil the law once you've saved then you're getting the the cart before the horse. It's not going to work that way. You're not going to enjoy freedom that way. You're not going to enjoy joy that way. Because... How does he qualify this argument because if you choose circumcision in this example or if you choose this part of the law or that part of the law you choose the whole law so if you're standing on that cliff and you say oh I'm going to see if I could climb up there you've got to go right down the bottom and start again and you'll be thrown back into the waves and that's what we're encouraged in scripture if you You stumble at one part of the law you're gonna fall short on all of it. There is no way any of us can pick up the law and say I can do because if you can do you've got to do all and that's impossible. Quickest way to understand this and I encourage youth with this one as you walk out this door just don't sin just don't do it walk out this door after church and for the rest of the day don't sin if you look at the law and what you've thought what you've said you'll quickly realize that no I can't do very quickly you need a saviour you need somebody to get you out of that mess Don't think a bad thought for the rest of the day. That's my challenge for you. (laughs) You'll soon realise you'll need Jesus. And so that's what it is. That's what Paul's saying in Galatians. If you think you can be justified by the law, you've jumped off the cliff. You've decided to inject a bit of pride into your walk or allow it to come up, whatever. Okay, very clear picture I hope. We fall from grace, but don't be too hard on yourself. That's what I'd say now, don't be too hard on yourself. have got to check my time because I often go on tangents and get myself caught up in things. Um, Don't get too hard on yourself because Christ on the cross forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Forgive them they do not know. At times we get caught up in our little blinkers we've got our blinkers on and we get so focused on something and we forget the truth. So don't be too hard on yourself because there will be moments like that but as soon as those blinkers are removed as soon as you've got time to stop running that section of the race and you're going oh I can do it I can do it just step back and believe the forgiveness of God again. Receive that again. And so and a quick picture, I'll run through this really quickly. you've got the law, that's the cliff. That's the cliff. Now I've got them back to front. I should have the waves are on this side now don't get yourself confused because the waves are on that side now. okay the waves are on that side. The kingdom of this world, sin. Satan's dominion, death, separation, curse, punishment, condemnation, accusation, misrepresented, selfish, all that. All that stuff we hate. And we're saved. And we want to be saved. And we want to be in this side. We want to be up on the cliff. Kingdom of God, righteousness, Christ's dominion, life, communion, blessing, liberation, adoption, blameless, advocated, selfless. And so there's this, the waves, the cliff. The law's the cliff. We can't cross over from the right there to the left. We can't do that in and of ourselves. We needed Christ to come and destroy the work of Satan. We needed that. That's the helicopter to get you out of the waves. And so we're over here now. Thankfully, we're over here. We don't then jump back into Satan's dominion. And try and get back to this side ourselves. No, we stay on this side. And for anybody who is in the waves. Or if somebody has accidentally tripped off the cliff. Come back. Come back. Shout it as loud as we can. Come back. I use this analogy in in the classroom for... Um, negative behaviour of learning or negative behaviour in the classroom and positive, come back. Why are you arguing? Why are you you walking around? Come back. We want you to learn. We want you to grow. Come back to this side. I'm not going to join them in their argument. I'm not going to join them in their disobedience to their teachers. (laughs) I'm not going to join them in that. But I'm going to stand there and say, no, this is better. So much better on this side. Come back. Come back. And that's what Paul is doing again in Galatians He's saying come back and we've got this idea by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit I want our focus we need our focus to be on the promises of God we're our gonna focuses our focuses plural communally to be on the spirit through the Spirit, the righteousness that we are hoping for. That day when sin is, we've got a new body, we've got a new, we are new in the new heaven, new earth, we're waiting for that day. So we are waiting and we await eagerly. Wait on the Lord because he's waiting for you. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Now keep your focus, keep your focus. On, on the work the finished work of Jesus Paul then goes on to again this you got this left and right you you've got the freedom and the yoke you've got the works of the law or um, the grace of God through faith how through love you've got trying to do it in your own power and trusting completely in Christ And I like I like this analogy. Is and Christ used um, the the pearl. The pearl that the um, the merchant went and sold everything to buy the pearl, pearl of great worth. I like the 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 analogy of having a diamond. uh, Let's say a thousand carat diamond, a massive diamond. Okay and then using or wanting to fulfill the law is then going oh I've got this amazing beautiful diamond, I'm going to put some tomato sauce on it. It's a bit weird. I tried to think of it was either that or toenails or something. Something you know, why would I do that? You no. Know, if you had it, a thousand carat diamond, what would you do with tomato sauce? you get rid of it. you get rid of the tomato sauce straight away. Okay, you want to see the full beauty of what it's worth. So you don't want to then cover it with something that has no value in comparison, has no value. I'll leave that slide, go on there. Okay, we've warned in scriptures about false teachers, we've got to be careful. Uh, Warned about false prophets. Um, Peter and Jude describe them as spots and blemishes in your love feasts. We're here to love one another. We're here to enjoy communion, our love feast. And these teachings are like spots. What's a spot? Well, it was written by Peter. um, And the background to that, the etymology, um, it's unclear what he was referring to. But if you couple that with Jude and the meaning that Jude brings through the word spot, it's a rocky reef. So they are spots, it's not like a dirty thing on your shirt, it's like a rocky reef. If you go fishing and there's a rocky reef, if you hit the rocky reef it's going to cause you to get shipwrecked. So a spot is actually a very dangerous thing. Okay, so there's these extra things that people teach that are very dangerous. We've got to be very clear- careful. So the rest keep continuing on uh, through Galatians you were running you were running you did run well you were running you did believe the truth and so who is it that has persuaded you otherwise who cut in and changed your thought who shifted your belief away from Christ to think that now you can be circumcised to think now that you can do something to make God happy So who is it? What's the devil? And he has lots of ways and means of trying to do that. So Paul's conclusion. That kind of persuasion does not come from God. A little yeast, just a little one, just just this act. Do this one thing and you'll be made right with God. Just do this tiny little thing. You'll be made right with God. Just a little yeast. It ruins the whole batch. Cut it off. Cut it off. Get rid of that tomato sauce. Get rid of it as quick as you can. It's ruining the beauty of the gospel. And so Paul's conclusion at the end of 1 to 15. You are called you my brothers you are called to be free do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature rather serve one another in love the entire law is summed up in a single command love your neighbor as yourself it's quite simple once we've got the gospel clear in our mind what is God asking us to do just like that wall where the breach is he's asking us to love each other to start repairing that wall and bring us back into a clear and clean fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit and each other to preserve us and to help us to live cleanly unpolluted in this life worshipping God in truth and in spirit. Amen.